Welcome to Education 3.0, the new podcast from Kennesaw State University's iTeach Center, where we delve into educational topics like personalized learning, instructional coaching, and the maker movement, and where we get a chance to meet the incredible teachers, administrators, coaches, and students that are out there doing the work every and day. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, everybody, for joining me. I am uh, live this morning. It's a cool, uh, kind of gray morning here on the campus of Kennesaw State University. We are in the park bench uh, in the recording studio with our new acoustic panel, so hopefully we sound much better. Uh, and I am honored and excited to have a very special guest with, it, with me this morning. Uh, I think this visit ties her for the most visits to the park bench. Um, so Heather Cox, how are you this morning? I am great. I feel like those folks on Saturday Night Live, the ones that host, that like get into a special club for their appearances, I think we should have like a special award ceremony for those of us who come back. Oh man, more I need more. to get you like a, uh, like a smoking jacket or something? Yeah, I think that's or like what a they sash. Have, right? Yeah, a smoking jacket or a sash, I think. I'll okay. go with either one. Okay. I, the jacket might be nice because it is cooler, thankfully. We have finally hit fall. Maybe. Well, it'll be 95 degrees tomorrow. Well, exactly. (laughs) All right, fantastic. So for those of you who remember Heather Cox, was uh, we featured her on uh, episode four when we talked about Vanguard. But today we're talking to Heather uh, in one of her different roles. So Heather Cox is, uh, she is an instructional technology specialist here at at iTeach at KSU. And uh, aside with her her Vanguard duties that she's done in the past, she also serves as a project lead um, for us. And so in that role, she supports um, our coaches that are embedded in schools every day. So we're here today to talk to Heather about how she supports coaches and, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, uh, how she is a coach's coach. Um, So, um, again, Heather, thank you for joining us. Uh, Why don't you tell everybody, I don't think in Vanguard, uh, when we talked about Vanguard, we we really talked all that much about you and your background uh, and what you bring to IT. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, um, your teaching experience, uh, and maybe certifications or where you've been, where you came from. Yeah, awesome. Um, Well, if you cannot already tell by the sound of my voice, I am a northerner. Um, I'm from the east side of Cleveland and uh, grew up uh, with two teacher parents. And um, my actually my dad's parents were both teachers as well. And so I was part of the club of kids that were told never to become a teacher. And um, and so I wasn't going to be a teacher and went to Ohio State, uh, oh wait, the, the Ohio State University um, for my undergrad and actually got a degree in political science um, and a minor in philosophy. And then I graduated and thought, well, okay, now what? Because um, there's not a whole lot for folks that have those beautiful liberal arts degrees without... Hashtag, you're going to grad school. <laughs> so, yeah, that was pretty much what ended up happening after um, flopping around for just a little bit and trying to figure out my way. Um, I figured out, you know what, I'll go I'll go to grad school. To be or not to be employed. <laughs> it, really, it really was um, accidental, and I do remember my dad saying, um, this, <gasps> isn't, this isn't a... Uh, 
$30,000 test run to see if you like teaching. <laughs> if right. you go through this, you better do it. Um, and when I graduated from uh, uh, John Carroll University in Cleveland with my master's in education, there were no jobs. Ohio was just churning out teachers and had nobody, weren't, they just weren't hiring. And so... Um, packed up and took a chance on moving to Georgia. Um, and I've been in Georgia now since 2004, just moved by myself and decided, okay, let's give it a shot. Um, I worked in Fulton County for 11 years. The first 10 were in the classroom. Um, I was general ed. First two years were third grade and then after that fourth grade. So my heart lives in fourth grade. Um, but I also was in a team talk classroom for half of that time. And so I have a, a special place in my heart also for, um, for special ed, but, uh, I, I kind of needed a change after 10 years of teaching and, um, had really the, the love of instructional tech had started to become such a pull that I, I wasn't feeling that need filled in the classroom. And so decided to, step out um, and and coached in Fulton County for a year at two elementary schools and that was an amazing experience and and after that um, the I teach opportunity came along and I knew it was too good to pass up and so um, I I kind of jumped ship in Fulton only to turn around and support Fulton again Jump right back in. <laughs> So. <laughs> but with a pair of boots on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pair of I teach boots. Yes. So let me let me sidebar real quick because it is so easy to sidebar with Heather. Yes. Um, I, I get distracted easily. So. And uh, I want to give a shout out to the fourth grade teachers out there. Do you remember Heather Cox, your fourth grade teacher? I do. His name was uh, Mr. Colonna. Um, fourth grade, what at the time the schools had switched over and it was K to four. So fourth grade was oh, wow. the top. You're the head honcho. Yeah. And so fourth grade was an important year, you know. Um, I also remember being in fourth grade and my mom was um, a substitute at the time and she came in and subbed and I got really frustrated because she wouldn't call on me um, to read the paragraph aloud that I wanted to read aloud. I mean, so these were the traumas yeah. of fourth grade. But I do remember it. I, wow. I've always loved school. Um, just tried to stay away from teaching it and couldn't couldn't do that. So Yeah, well, let me give a shout-out to Maxine Miller, my fourth-grade teacher. She was the bomb, and I was I was coming off a horrible third-grade year. Really third-grade could be rough. Had a bad third-grade yeah. year um, and jumped into Mrs. Miller's classroom. She was – let me tell you how cool Miss Miller was. She was the teacher – who had the personalized license tag. She drove oh. a Cadillac, which was, you know, this is, you know, Carrollton Farmers Branch Independent School District. We're in, we're in Texas. We're in oil country in the heart of oil revenues, big, big oil 80s, Dallas, Texas, right? I mean, like, uh, uh, Dallas was big on TV, right? Who's uh -huh. JR? So she drove a Cadillac, so she immediately has street cred. But she had the max was her license tag, M-A-X-X-X-X-X, right? Just oh, that's max. impressive. And that was cool. And <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> she also, Carrollton was a pretty small town, and um, everyone knew where everyone lived. So we, you know, at the end of fourth grade, uh, Miss Miller had a swimming pool, and she always let us, we would go to her house and swim uh, in her pool at the end of fourth grade. And she, oh, how uh, times have changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, that wouldn't fly too, too <laughs> no, well these days. Not anymore. But, uh, yeah, shout out to Maxine Miller. That's awesome. If anybody's in Carrollton, Farmers Branch listening, and, and Miss Miller is still with us and still around, hook her up to the podcast. Thanks, Miss Miller. I had a great year with you. Left a, You left an impression. So That's awesome. Thanks. Jeez, um, where were we? Talking about your background. Yeah. So, so you've you spent some time in the classroom, mm-hmm. and then um, you know you're doing Vanguard, and I can only assume you know as so many of our coaches have that that is your connection to I teach came through Vanguard, and it that's did. how you met mm-hmm. uh, Stephanie and some of the other coaches here on board. So. Um, you know, since joining IT each other, some of us here are have been, I guess, lucky, fortunate that our roles are really kind of undefined. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you've been one of those ones that that you know you're kind of a jack of all trades here uh, with the team. So tell us about kind of how the the roles that you've assumed and kind of how you've defined your role um, since joining IT. Yeah, well, it's a it's a an interesting one and as somebody um if people who know me and they know the type a perfectionist um side of me um it would probably be surprised that I can manage the fact that my my day and my schedule are never the same. You know, I am somebody, I did like that about the classroom. I did like a feel of routine and, and schedule, and and that doesn't exist anymore. Every day is different, um, and everything that I do is different. Um, it goes between working uh, face-to-face with people, one-on-one, to whole groups, to being at my computer all day, depending on what the work is. Um, and so it is an undefined role and you have to work really hard to, um, be a self-starter, I think sometimes as a coach, yeah, because you have to, there isn't always somebody telling you what to do. You have to be able to identify needs and to address them, um, independently. And so as a coach, I think that's what, um, I've had to, to really learn how to do and, um, you know, not wait for people to ask for help all the time. Right. Um, to to go out there and um, and you know be be kind of you know in their face for lack of a better term, um, and create my schedule that way. So it, it it yeah. There's there's nothing that's the same from day one to day two. Um, never ever. <laughs> right. I love that you that you say that because that has been kind of a recurring theme as we've gotten to know a lot of the coaches out in the field is that. Um, you know, I, I think if you're new in the coaching field or if, you know, if your school has asked you maybe to do some coaching or your district, that's one of the, the things that we like to talk about because uh, teachers are not always that great at asking for help. Mm-hmm. And, and A, in, in knowing the help that they want or that they need and, and B, asking for it. So how to go out there and be assertive and kind of identify uh, the teachers that, you know, that do need help or that do want help and then, you know, helping them identify their areas of need um, and tackling those for them. So, um, you know, is there any special sauce you've got or a strategy that you like to use in particular? Well, you kind of, you, you really started segueing right there into it because you'll read it all the time. Any, any coaching literature that you want to read is going to talk to you about building relationships and building trust with people. And, you know, you see it in every single thing and it's, 
it's 100% the truth. I mean, and at the core of it, you know, you said, you know, being assertive and, and being able to do that. And it's interesting because there's this fine line with coaching between being just pushy enough, but not too pushy, right. um, to be there to support people, but then also know, you know, you're not trying to force them into something that they don't want to do or, um, alienate them away from the work. And so it's really, it's getting to know people, how the, how they work and how they respond with a lot of people you have, you know, they've been teaching years upon years and here's somebody telling them, Hey, you should try this. Well, you know, they don't want to feel like they've not been a good teacher or that they failed in some way. And so it's it takes a special balance and way to approach them to help them understand that it, it's not – through your coaching, you're not trying to say that they're not good at what they're already doing, but that you've got different, you know, methods or means for them to achieve a, a, another result um, and that you're there to support them in it. And so it, it really is – the, the thing about coaching is that it requires a lot of interpersonal skills and soft skills, which right. um, cannot always be taught. Um, and so it's finding the right people to coach is, is important because yeah. if you have the wrong personality, um, you may not have the, the right result in the end. Right. Amen. Yeah. I, th- I think all the time that, you know, I'm a, I was a high school social studies teacher, so, uh, you know, I coach. Um, <laughs> so I, 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 you know, I related a lot to, to being able to pull the best out of kids mm-hmm. on the field without, without pushing them too far so that they be get, they get frustrated or injured. Right. Yeah, how do, how absolutely. Do I push them to their peak, uh, without them getting frustrated or injured. And I think it's the same way in the classroom is how can I, how can I inspire and motivate and push these teachers to be better? I'm not saying you haven't been good. Yeah, you're great. Exactly. But how can we be better and how can we keep moving forward without, um, without ruffling feathers, without, um, causing frustrations? Well, and you have to understand too, and, and anybody who hasn't been a teacher truly has no real understanding of how much work they do. Um, And they are some of the hardest working people I think you'll ever come across in in the world. I mean, teachers give 110%. I mean, and then they go home and they work and they work on weekends and they work in evenings and they, they oftentimes, you know, are taking time away from their own families and lives. And so you also are trying to be really careful because they are working so hard and have so much on their plate all the time. So you're trying to find this this balance between encouraging them to try and do new things without overwhelming them with yet another thing. So how, how do you fit the coaching in with the work that's already being done um, to make their world better and easier? And so it's, it's delicate, and ca- you have to carefully do it. You can't just, you know bum rush them with all these things because too much at one time is going to just take a teacher down yeah absolutely hashtag heather just said uh bum rush i know i i don't know how often that that word gets used and not, not i'm kind of surprised that it even came out very much at all of my mouth, but hey there it is <laughs> i'm bringing it back don't bum rush your teachers while you're out there uh, doing the work. So, note to self. Uh, uh, that's interesting. Um, so, you've you've kind of alluded, Heather, to to the idea and the fact that, that your days are never the same. Mm-hmm. If, 
if there was, you know, the idea of an average day, you know, what, uh, what would it look like? We, we've heard from Chris, you know, and how, how she supports her teachers. Um, the, what, it, you know, if we had to put you in a nutshell and you had to define an average day, what, what would that look like for, for you as a, you know, as a main means of support for those coaches in the field? Yeah, so if we're talking about a day specifically that I were to be in a school with the coaches, um, oftentimes it is, it's kind of two different pieces. Sometimes it's me just doing basic, things to help alleviate some of the tasks on their plate. But a lot of it is conversation. Um, It's troubleshooting. It's them saying this is what's working and here's why I think it's working or them asking for some advice. You know, this is an issue that I'm facing, you know, in my building and, and you know, what are your thoughts on it? What are some suggestions for how to move forward with this? So it, it is a lot of, like I said before, it's the relationship, even though these are coaches that are working with teachers, you know, I'm building my relationship with them so that they, you know, trust the things that I'm saying are good strategies to use when they go out coaching. And and so we spend a lot of time talking through things um, to help you know, get different perspectives. Um, and I love my time. And, and the other thing is that it's one-on-one. Um, I love that time when it's just, you know, sitting there talking one person with another person and you guys can just kind of figure things out together. Um, and there's a safety in that, which is really beautiful. So, uh, that's, you know, on a day when I'm with the coaches, that's kind of what I'm doing. And just for, for everyone else to know out there, uh, Heather also loves it when there's a bike in front of her. (laughs) (laughs) I do, but I do. I love to talk. Stick a bike in front of her. I do. And especially this, this new one we've got here. This is going to be my sound, my, uh, yeah, my sound studio. Andy's going to come in one day and I'm going to be recording songs in here. It's just all right. Karaoke. (laughs) Um, so I, so I find it interesting. I think a lot of times uh, coaches are, are new coaches um, have the idea that, and, and I think we've all had it at some point, that we kind of have to be, uh, that we have to know everything about everything. And so, you know, I often like to think of my coaching as more of a, a connector, if mm-hmm. you will. So I, you know, there was a, a point in time where I felt like I needed to know all the tools and all the resources and how to do everything so that if they asked me, I had those answers for them. And I've really moved away from that. And do you find yourself doing that more being, you know, when I hear people asking for support and needing help in order to try new things, a lot of times I'm, I'm going through the Rolodex of people that I know, other coaches or people I've met along the way, teachers, that that have had those similar questions or those similar concerns and how can I hook these two up so that they can connect on this versus let me go solve this problem for you. Yeah, and I think that's especially important in the field in which we're working because technology is changing so rapidly right. that there you don't have the ability even to know everything about everything. Um, it's not this, you know, it's not like teaching social studies or history that is 
potentially just static information and you once you know it you know it and so we don't have that luxury of knowing everything and I can't spend all day learning every tool and how to use it and so yeah I have a couple that I know really well um but then I I agree completely like treating yourself like the person that can connect them with others you know finding you know if I don't know it I'm first of all, not afraid to tell you that I'm not sure how to do something. Um, And then connect you with somebody that is able to do it and say, look, hey, I might not know, but Andy over here, he's fantastic with audio production, you know. Come on. Check him out. You know, I can't figure this out. Um, And so that's, that's an important skill too, like to be just able as a coach to say like, I don't, I don't know. Right. Um, And, and than to be able to help, but I can help you find the answer. Kind right, of thing. right. And I, you know, it's uh, that's pretty awesome. I'm, I'm dealing with that personally right now. I'm, I'm supporting a coach in a different uh, county who is a, uh, a graphics design teacher. I've never supported graphics design, and a lot of in this particular contract that we're working in, a lot of the the coaching support that we're doing is pretty um, entry level. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're starting out new. Um, so I'm, you know, being presented this challenge here with a coach who's who's got computers in the class every day. They're they're on their computers. They're doing a lot of innovative work already. Um, and so the first thing I said last week when I went and met with this coach, and she was asking me this, and I said, you know what, I'm I don't know a lot of these answers. I said, but here's what I want to do. I said I want to plan a time next week, or or really I said let give me about a week's notice before you're going to introduce something new, mm-hmm. and let's sit down and let's. Uh, let's plan. Let me let's look at what you've got, what you plan on using, and then let's plan from there. Um, I said because I know someone on my team used to be a graphics design teacher. So Leslie, who you guys will get to meet at some point in the future, uh, Leslie was a high school graphics design teacher. So the first thing I did when I got home is I reached out to Leslie and I said, "Hey, um, you know, I don't know the questions to ask you right now, but I want you to know." And the next yeah, I'm so coming. I'm going to be asking you questions <laughs> yeah. on how I can support this teacher. She doesn't. She's not looking for entry level type stuff but she wants something that's meaningful and useful for her and her students and so uh well, so, yeah. yeah, as a coach, you can't, exactly, you can't, and you can't be afraid when you don't know their content, too, you know, you're, you're not a content expert in everything, you know, sure, a great working knowledge of the different areas is, is certainly useful, I'm not saying you shouldn't have any of it in mind, but, you know, ultimately, it's about what do you want the students to learn and be able to do in the end, you know, what do you want that to look like, okay, well, that. If, if I know that, I can help you get there. I don't right. necessarily need to know the ins and outs of how, you know, you're going to teach it or whatever. But but if you know the end game, if you know the goal, it's easier to help support somebody to reaching it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we normally, uh, we normally go and we talk about some successes. But I want to talk to you, Heather. We were talking uh, off mic a little while ago about some of the challenges mm-hmm. of, of leaving the classroom and moving into more of a, a support role um, and, and a leadership position here uh, you know that, that you've recently done here at I teach so let's talk let's talk about challenges because I know when I left the classroom uh, I volunteered at, at a local high school for two years to get my you know my kid fix what I call it but uh, it is hard leaving the classroom and uh, I think a lot of fears that we have is that we'll lose those connections with kids um, with other teachers um, so how how you know you're dealing with this and have recently dealt with this so what are what are some of the challenges that 
that uh, that you've dealt with, and even you know if you've got some coping strategies or um, you know just some some strategies of how you stay involved and some things that you do to reach out and make sure that you still got that connection and that you're building on those connections with teachers. Yeah, I mean, I think you you really hit on it there. Like you, when you're not in the classroom, it can be it can be hard on somebody because. Pretty much everybody who's a teacher went into it because they wanted to help kids. I right. mean, I would I would imagine that's a pretty fair, safe statement to make that that the the goal for everybody is to to work with children um, and to help them learn. And when you're not doing that day to day, you start to feel and think um, that you're not having an impact because you don't see it instantly. Right. And so as a coach and as a coach of coaches, you have to kind of change your perspective and remember that the people you're working with are your students. Now, they may not be the age of the same students you used to work with, but they are your students in a sense. And so, you know, you're not connecting with them, you know, day to day always, but you're still connecting and you're having an impact. And so you think about it then on a grander scale that I might have, let's say, 30 kids in my class. And so I'm able to, you know, affect their their learning in future. But as a coach, you know, I have gotten to coach through Vanguard. I've gotten to coach now through I teach and supporting those coaches. And then they turn around and they help teachers at their schools. And then they turn around and help the kids in those classes. So when you when you actually look at the numbers, the impact is a lot greater. Um I don't see it as directly, but it's there. Right. But I still look for those moments when I know that um, I've helped a coach when it's helped them to see something and learn something new and it's changed their world. Um, I've been fortunate to work with an, enough people that have turned around and said thank you, um, which is beautiful because, you know, it is hard. You right. want to be with kids. And and also, we're really fortunate. I, I don't know that everybody knows it or where else they do this, but we are really fortunate that we get some education support leave as part of working here at KSU. Um, and so when I need um, some classroom time, I'll often ask my, my children's teachers if I can <laughs> come on by and do some work in their rooms so I can be back with kids again and um, – so, you know, I try to get in there when I can so I can still get that, that feel of, right. of teaching. Well, I think it helps us stay relevant. And Absolutely. Stay, we got to get in there and get our hands on some kids. And I, I want to, yeah, really say that that's an important piece, too, like the staying relevant. Like, you can't be so far removed that you don't remember what it's like. Right. Um, and the second you get there, you need to get yourself back into a classroom and do some teaching because right. if you start to forget – what the day-to-day is, um, you you lose some of that connection to I what agree. they're going through. I so I, I think that's one of the one of the big defining differences between I teach and a lot of these professional uh, consultant services out there is that you know people have left the classroom and haven't been back in a classroom mm-hmm. you know for I don't know how many years but they're just consulting and going around and um, uh, I think it is essential. Uh, that, that you get back in the classroom and you get your hands on kids and you get dirty with teachers and, you know, you get a feel for, you know, if, if 
you know, if you're in, in Georgia, the last time you taught, you were you were te- teaching QCCs, you know. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was know. when I started. <laughs> you know, we had those. We need to get back in the classroom <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, check out these new standards and see how things have changed. And, and you know, performance standards are different than, yep. uh, than those old, uh, you know, the quality core curriculum that, that some of us were doing a long time ago. So, um well, yeah, and, and like you said, that that's a huge way I think that I teach is different is that um, our coaches aren't, aren't just sitting in meetings or planning sessions or whatever it may be. They are they will go in and teach, um, yeah. and, and that's what we all – it is a part of – at the core, we are all teachers um, before we're coaches, and, you know, our goal is student learning, um, and, and that always remains – the same and so yeah if you if you really haven't been in there since the QCC it's time. you may want to take a day it's time. and get back and, you know I think uh, I think going back to this struggle and leaving kids right now I think this is a great time for coaches in education because we're really you know the push is coming on hard for coaches everyone you know we've all kind of known that that's been yeah it is really big but it's it's, you know, now is the time when I think systems and schools are really, A, knowing it, and B, latching onto it and seizing the opportunity. So I think a lot of uh, coaches out there right now have the luxury of defining their own their own role. So we, you know, we recently lost uh, one of our project leads and a great coach and, and Callie Alford. I'm, I'm hoping we'll have Callie on in, in the, the coming weeks and months to, to talk about what he's doing now. But, um, you know, he went and joined a local school district. And, you know, every time we talk to him, it's like, Callie, what's going on? And this and that. And, you know, I think the luxury Callie has is that the role is really undefined right now. And if you, um, you know, if you want to coach and you want that kid you know, you still want to get your kid fixed. I think you, a lot of coaches right now have the luxury yep. to define really what it means to coach. And, you know, to, to they have the ability to get in there and really get their hands dirty and be in the classroom and co-teach and model lessons and really, um, you know, really just model what, you know, teaching and learning looks like now what we want it to look like what you know what is personalized learning what is education 3.0 you know let's get dirty and let's uh let's define it yeah and and for for everybody when i that that, that's interesting that you say it because when i i I remember um when i interviewed to be a coach an instructional tech coach um neither of the schools that that shared me that year had had it really in their game plan um before i kind of um reached out and and inquired said hey you guys thinking about maybe doing this and i remember going to my interview and saying well this is what i think a coach should do and they were you know thankfully really they were like okay well that sounds good because it at the time it was sort it really was sort of undefined nobody really had a clear picture as to what that looked like for their schools and i was really lucky that those schools took a chance on me so shout out to um, dalvin elementary school and and oc elementary school because they both did that um they both were really willing to just kind of jump in um and then let me learn and and learn along with me um and so you know and fulton county is doing some really great work defining what coaching means and looks like and i think that's important um because not only um if you don't it's kind of like that you know the the saying that i know i'm going to get wrong about like you know 
if you don't know the destination, like, how are you ever going to get there kind of thing? Like, so I think it's defining, you know, well, what do we, what do we hope to achieve through coaching? Um, and then figure out how we're going to, to, to meet that goal. Um, and it's, it's cool because coaching is, it's an amazing form of professional development. And gosh, I wish that when I was still in the classroom, we had that as opposed to sitting in meetings after school and somebody just talking at me or taking my planning time. Amen. So. I almost felt like I was getting bum rushed (laughs) in those meetings. Totally, totally right there with you. (laughs) Oh, I love it. So, so you got any success stories, Heather? I know we always like to share successes and maybe uh, strategies that we use as coaches to, to you know, push out and, and give out some strategies and whatnot. Do you have any success stories you can share? Yeah. Um, they actually, I'm really fortunate that uh, one of the success stories is um, being honored uh, by the AJC, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, next week um, at an event, an educator event. And um, really because, uh, thankfully, some of the coaching work, um, he interacted with myself and two other coaches from I teach and um, has been very kind and, and let us know that because of the work that we've done, um, he he remained teaching. Um, he didn't leave the classroom and he, and he works in a really rough spot. And so um, he's the kind of teacher that's needed uh, where he is. And him leaving teaching really would have been a loss to the students that he deals with um, and works with each day. And so the fact that, you know, we helped keep him doing what he loved to do by right. by validating his work and by supporting him. He called and you out by name. He did, yeah. It was really awesome. Um, and so, yeah, so, you know, the three of us who worked, worked at work, well, two of us still work here, um, one of us, one of them was here. Um, we will all be with him celebrating his achievement um, next week, which will be amazing. Fantastic. And, yeah. And, you know, just a little other spotlight on Heather that she failed to mention in her background and she'll never talk about, I don't think, on her own. But Heather was recognized at the White House. So tell, tell everyone real quick, uh, you got to meet the president and uh, what was that all about? Um, probably one of the coolest things that will ever happen to me both personally and professionally uh and it's funny and this is one of the things i tell people about twitter is uh i found out about this white house it was while president obama was still in office um he had a recognition program that had been going on for a bit called um champions of change americans um in all sorts of categories uh doing things for the the benefit of you know the country in in their respective categories and i was on twitter and there was a tweet from not the white house itself but i think an education organization and i saw the link and and i emailed um the parents and and i the the, of the kids i was currently teaching and um some uh authors that we had Skyped with in the classroom. And I said, if you guys feel like this is that I, I would, you know, meet the qualifications of this, you know, this honor, please, you know, go ahead and, and fill this out. And, um, within like a, well, it actually took a bit because it was when the government, we had a little government shutdown, right, right. um, things got delayed. And then all of a sudden I got an email 
from uh, the White House, which I assumed was fake, because you know how, like, <laughs> email phishing, right. <laughs> like, I was like, no, this is not real, because they also wanted You're my social, awesome. they also wanted my social number. security <laughs> number, yeah, and I was like, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen, um, so made the, uh, made the sender get on the phone with me to kind of feel the, the sincerity of right. what was taking right. place, um, and then after, a week after that communication, they notified me that I was going to get to go, and we weren't initially, uh, told we were going to meet the president. Um, We were just going to be honored as Connect Ed, so connected educators, people that were working to advance education through technology. Um, And And we, you know, we're waiting outside to go in. You see the bomb-sniffing dogs, and you start to assume something's up. And sure enough, uh, while we were waiting backstage, they said President Obama was going to open with a with a speech. Um, and so he came out, and he was probably as far as you and I are, which was, uh, it's not very far, you know. Right, yeah. I don't know how far, but Couple not far. Feet. Yeah. So um, it was it was unbelievable. And the, the biggest thing... Uh, <laughs> that was on my mind is he said, I want to meet all of you. <laughs> Come up on stage. And all I could think was, don't trip, because my shoes were a little bigger than they needed to be. And he was asking us all our names, so I just was like, Heather Cox from Georgia. Heather Cox from Georgia. Just, I was terrified. Right. I was not going to say it when I shook his hand. Um, and so it was it was incredible. Um, and um, I think it's, it's beautiful to see people recognizing teachers, because um, they, gosh, like I said, they work so hard. That's a um, and so honestly, like, I kind of felt like I was a representative yeah. more than it was about just me, right. but about the other people that were doing the, the same things. And I, I just happened to be incredibly fortunate that it was my name yeah. um, and being there. But there are, there are so many people that could have taken my place. Shoot, everybody on the iTeach team was probably doing the same thing in their classrooms. Probably, and it could have been any have one been. of them. <laughs> it really could have been any one of them at any time. Um, but like I said, I was fortunate that it was me. So Well, that is fantastic. So that is, is Heather Cox, White House champion of change there. <laughs> the same Heather Cox you've all read about. Uh, champion of change so fantastic that's a great story um what is uh what's your favorite part about supporting coaches out in the field oh i mean it's it is like i said going right back to the relationship piece i i love clearly i love to talk um but i love to help people um you know it's it's always been the blessing and curse of my personality is the sensitivity um and empathy, you know, it's right. not always the greatest thing, but when it comes to coaching, I love it. Um, I love being able to to interact with people and and hopefully leave them in a better headspace than when they first started talking to me. So, um, you know, that's definitely, yeah. Very cool. So, uh, if you had to go somewhere tomorrow, would it would it be the beach or the mountains? Uh, well, I can't do the beach if you don't know me. Um, I am insanely pale, um, as a redhead again, it was, you know, I got the red hair, but I got the pale skin. Um, and so I, I have to slather so much sunscreen on. Um, that and the beat and the sand yeah, gets all. Uh, yeah. So I'm going mountains, but um, you have to be state covered up because I I also get bit by bugs oh, left and right. So I really, I mean, maybe the movies instead. Maybe the movies <laughs> instead. 
Okay, there we go. That's a first time. Maybe it was Beach or Mountains movies. Excellent. I'll watch a movie about the beach yeah, or the mountains. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. Um, all right, and any, uh, any words of advice? We've been asking our coaches um, recently here, you know, if there's somebody listening, if there's a coach or, or maybe someone in a similar role as to yours where they're supporting coaches uh, and they're struggling right now, maybe they're, they're in a rut and they can't, uh, maybe they can't find a way out on their own or, um, you know, for whatever reason they're struggling. You got any words of advice or encouragement that, that you can offer? Yeah, um, I really want to say... Uh take it easy on yourself. Uh, don't, don't be so hard on yourself to fix everything in two seconds because, um, one of the things that you'll learn the hard way is that good coaching and change takes time. And most coaches that I know specifically on our team, we have a team of insanely phenomenal go-getters. They will go at whatever they're doing with full force, um, which is fantastic. But then results can be slow. Coaching is definitely one of those marathons, not sprints. You got to take your time and know that the, the change might not happen overnight and be okay with that. Um, and don't beat yourself up when it's slow because it's not your fault. It's, um, it's a journey. You've got to really understand that it's not going to happen overnight. Uh, there's a lot of embedded culture things that, that shift. Um, education's been the same way for a long time. And, and you've got to be okay that it's not going to turn into this, you know, utopia of a school overnight right. because you've, you've started working there. So don't beat yourself up over things like that. Cause, there you go. There's you know, an uphill battle. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Well, great words of advice, Heather Cox. There. Take it easy on yourself. If if I was one who didn't care about copyrights, I'd have uh, the Eagles. Take it easy. Playing in the background. <laughs> so, so maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll roll the dice when it comes time. To <laughs> you just sing it yourself. Production quality. Take it easy. There you go. I, I've got maybe one day we'll uh, I'll share with you my personal connection with the song "Take It Easy." Um, because I do have a personal connection to that song, and it's a good story. Stay tuned. Yeah, maybe not for this podcast, but for <laughs> something out there, that's a good story. So uh, that's awesome. Heather, How um, I know that uh, there are people out there that are connecting with you right now going, I know exactly what she's talking about. I've been there. That's so awesome. If they want to keep up with you or get in touch with you, um, you got a Twitter handle? You got some way they can get in touch with you? Sure do. You can contact me on Twitter, at um, Mrs. H. Cox. I know it's insane. Insanely original um, creativity points over here, and um, you can reach out through email directly. It's a simple email address, easy to remember. Heather at ksuiteach.org. So either way, um, happy to answer questions, connect with people. Uh, yeah, love. Like I said before, I love being able to support the work that that teachers are doing. It's like you said, often a thankless job, and so. Any way that I can give back to those teachers, I will do it. Well, fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Heather. And, you know, we could probably, uh, we're running long right now. We could probably I talk. I probably all could talk all day. Afternoon. I mean, really? we, didn't even, we didn't even touch on uh, the support that Heather does uh, in Maryland, uh, in Texas. I, lo- I love my folks in, in Frederick and Spring Branch. She is all over the place. And, you know, when we say jack of all trades, we mean it for real. Heather has her hands in everything here at iTeach and uh, is really a wonderful and valuable resource and, and, and well, person thank you, Andy. to have uh, on staff. Um, 
so reach out. Ask her those questions. She would love to share them with you. Uh, by all means, if you can, you know, email a picture of a mic, she will she'll talk. I'll just sit there and talk to it <laughs> the whole day. I'm she just going to do all of my work today sitting right behind the microphone she will give with you, the computer on my lap. She'll give it back to you, uh, <laughs> no problem. Um, she's always happy to, to help and support, so feel free to reach out. I encourage you to do that. Um, and it, it always keeps us fresh and on our toes as well. So um, thank you so very much, Heather, for joining thank us Thank you for again. having me again. Those of you who listen to the podcast, you'll recognize Heather. She is uh, my co-host for EDU Mashup, so yep. she'll be back for EDU you mash up um, in that next episode so uh, thank you all for listening we do appreciate your time if you haven't subscribed yet please go down do and hit it. that subscribe button uh, maybe I'll get a raise maybe not Ooh. doubt it <laughs> it's still education yeah <laughs> right we hashtag it. truth we need it for the money <laughs> Uh, yeah, so thanks everybody. It's been a ton of fun, Heather. Uh, Thank you. I look you. forward to the next one. And uh, for those of you on the other end of the mic there, keep listening, keep subscribing. We really appreciate it. Uh, and until the next episode, cheers. Education 3.0 is produced by the instructional coaches from iTeach at Kennesaw State University. You can reach out to them for more information, questions, or comments at their website, www.ksuiteach.org, or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.